You're listening to the Nerd of God cast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hey, welcome to the Nerd of God cast, a special reach out and touch someone edition brought to you by... Uh, how many fingers How many fingers use? did Donald Duck scratch his own rear end with? Uh, hashtag deleted scenes. Um uh, my name is Tony, and uh, I am delighted to have with me uh, lovely Lady Lismati. Hi. And from all the way on the left coast of the U.S. of A., the Christian nerd, Scott. By God, he got. Hi, Tony. Hi, Lismati. What is up? You're not really in the picture, Lismati. I just see the blanket covering your head. It's, it's the comfort of knowing I'm here. That of all the things that comfort me, one, unmeasurable grace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Two, least Mati's presence on a Zoom call. Amen. <laughs> and it's really like it's really like one A and one B. If I'm well, being honest, <laughs> it's flip sides of the same coin. Correct. Uh, I take comfort in in knowing that um, that the Marvel Studios will only mm-hmm. put out quality and consistent material content that everyone will universally love. That no one will ever have anything negative to say about. Is this, are you like, are you like, are you like gotcha in me? Are you like jumping on me for all my sunshiny takes of the MCU? No. Is this this an intervention about my lack of critical concern over movies that I watch? I did think about this. I thought, hey, I want to get together and and talk with Scott. Hey, it's been just, it's been a long time since we've had a chance to do this. It has. I mean, we talk to each other when I'm driving to Costco, generally. (laughs) Uh, honestly, but we haven't it, recorded for a long time. We, we haven't talked with the frequency I know. with which even texting. That, that We've we, been too busy. We have. Been. You're you're a big time senior pastor of Sanctuary Church Longwood. If you live in the Longwood area, please check it out. A place to call your home, a family to call your own. Very good. Yeah, that's good. So this is the bad part. So legitimately, you know that I would listen to your sermon every week while setting up for church. But I got a new, we got it. We hired a new ministry assistant for a children's ministry. She's going to seminary right now. And she's like, we're hoping that she'll be eventually become a children's pastor. But, you know, so I've been like training her. So I haven't been able to listen to your sermons on Sunday mornings while I'm setting up because I like have to interact with another human being. And I hate it. Oh, <laughs> only the only humans I want to interact with are 3,000 miles away. That's right. In a church. <laughs> I want to hear Lise Motti giving announcements. I want to hear Julia doing an announcement video. And I want to hear Tony not using his notes at all and just getting <laughs> off and loving the Jesus and loving the Lord, encouraging people, grabbing snakes. But we don't get to do that anymore. We're not. And I miss out on. We don't, we don't use rattlesnakes. We don't use. Okay. So, like, no joke. Uh, we're off the rails already, but we're so our church is renting out our facility to a service to another church like that does their service on Sunday nights. Always and last idea. Sunday, hey man, they're paying so <laughs> as long as the check clears, right? right. Uh, and so and they're 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 more uh charismatic than we are. And so I was last Sunday night, I was sitting in uh an office that's further away, so I was recording my podcast. And like I heard all these weird noises. And they were like normal church noises, but they were muffled because there were all these walls in the way. And legitimately, no joke, the first thought that popped into my broken sinful brain was we have let lizard people come into our church and they are sacrificing our sound person in this exact what? moment. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. Like, no joke. Explanation. All right. So as king of the lizard people, let me explain <laughs> how these things work. 
first off, we eat live rodents and then we peel our faces off. <laughs> Just like you remember that bee? is horrifying in V. Yes, I remember V. It terrified me. <laughs> it was so scary. The I have a I have the gif saved on my computer of the lizard face going. Blah, 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 blah. Everything V was it. a mini series. I'm going to send you that gift right now, Lee Smotty, so you can see what we're talking about. It Keep was, talking, Tony. It was a. Uh, it was about these visitors that came from this other planet. And they came to bring peace and and unity and harmony to mankind. Mm-hmm. And people, we welcomed them in, and and they were like the saviors of the planet. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out that they were actually lizard people, and they came to subdue us. Literally, my worst nightmare. Lizard people from outer space. Correct. Yeah, that was pretty much the the whole. It's deal. like the Twilight Zone episode to serve man. It's like, it's a cookbook! <laughs> I loved when they did that on the, I think it was the first Treehouse of Horror on The Simpsons. It was like, there's space dust on this cover. It was to serve man dinner. Oh, they were going <laughs> to serve us dinner. And it was like, no, there's more space dust. It was to serve man for dinner. <laughs> I sent you the gift, Lise Mari, so, you know, check out your phone. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Is it peeling off of his face so like it's a it's a it's a it's a dude with a prosthetic mask on with a fake human face that has sprung off of his lizard prosthetic mask it was a lot for 1982 man yeah it was it was but that was the big reveal like that was the thing everybody was talking about when the show came out was they were lizard people oh well very uncomfortable the future is now we have a lizard that lives in my house. There, there's really no ministry happening in this this moment, but it's okay. I haven't talked to you for a while. We have a lizard, and he lives in my house, and his name is Kurt. I think the ministry is showing people that pastors are really weird, normal people, we are, too. We are, yeah, and there's no need to venerate us. <laughs> we, you know, when Moses comes down from the mountain, you know, <laughs> what's he thinking about? What's crossing his mind? I mean, he's seen the Lord, but then what? I bet those giants, I bet those Nephilim, they're just lizard people. Just lizard people. <laughs> just lizard people inhabiting the promised land. No. Giants. No, I want the I want the grapes as big as my head. I want the milk and honey. But I don't want Godzilla crapping those <laughs> grapes and eating. But them. there are pod people in them, their hills. Oh well. No, so yeah, I have a lizard that lives in my house. His name is Curtis. He's a doctor. And um my 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 wife captured him the other day. He has lived peacefully in harmony he with our family. He lived in this house for a minute. We he, met Curtis when he was a wee lad. A wee lizard. Just at the beginning of his medical school journey. That's right. He was just, he was, he was like season one of Scrubs, but for lizards. <laughs> and Curtis went on. He became a doctor, chief of medicine, I like to think. And then uh, Sheena found him and she scooped him up and she escorted him out of the house where he was probably certainly killed by uh, an owl or whatever kills lizards. There's a lot of things I think in Florida that could kill a lizard and or people. Sure. I feel like the whole state is trying to kill you. We're the Australia of the U.S. That is accurate. There's just alligators. We did walk outside and see a lizard that had a striking resemblance to Curtis on the wall. So there's hope. Yeah. There is hope. I have faith that he survived. The animals in Florida do want to kill you, but your whole state just wants to kill you. It's like, you know, would you rather get eaten by a snake or the the earth just opening up the ground and swallowing you like the Old Testament? You know, I'm 41 now in the ninth grade, not the ninth grade, the fourth grade when I was nine. Mm -hmm. It was all we learned about. We learned about states. And I have a friend and she grew up in Hawaii. And she just assumed that in the fourth grade, everybody learned about Hawaii. She didn't put it together that you learned about the state in which you lived. Mm. So I learned about California. And basically, since I was nine, they've been telling me that the big one, the big one, quote unquote, was on the way. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was going to swallow us into the sea, Superman movie style. Mm. And Lex Luthor owning a lot of property along yeah, uh, the 15th freeway was going to be very rich. Yeah. And it just has not happened yet. Yeah, and having on there. I mean, it might, here. it could. And literally, I live on the San Andreas Fault. So I don't think I'm making it out alive. But you know what? It'll be okay. Well, you recall, Lismati has had a, a vision, a word from the Lord. Yeah. If he ever goes to California, it will usher in the apocalypse. I, I I do recall that. And so I appreciate you staying far, far away from the Golden <laughs> State, Lismati. We are safe for now, uh, yeah. though it's it's October and not much has been burning yet. But come to like October, November, that's fire season. So we'll see what happens. The fact that you I remember I was camping one year, like over Thanksgiving break, and we were texting each other and you were concerned about me because the world was on fire in California. And so I sent you a screenshot of my maps app saying, no, we're all the way down here by the beach. The fires are up here and over here. So we're safe. So I appreciate yeah. your concern, Tony. Mm-hmm. I do. I recall I, you're uh, you're my my best Internet friend. And if you were, I don't know, to to burn alive. I just I don't know who would become my I don't have like a you know, there's not an order of succession for best internet. You want to know another uh thought I've had? I thought that what if either of us die, like you know, tragically. <laughs> uh uh-huh. like if you died, would I come to your funeral? I assume that I would. If would I you? died, would you co- yeah, I'd go fly out there, I'd console Neff. <laughs> if if you died, I can't come to your funeral because Lise Mati always comes with me and that would usher in the apocalypse. And when then I you would also point. die. Nobody would be there to attend your funeral because you'd die in the big one. We would all die. Finally happen. Would happen. I'm saying it would be too chaotic. Too too much. Too much. The end of end of days. Um, I didn't think about that, but if you die, someone's going to have to tell Scott Higa. Why am I? Why do? I, why are we doing this? Just Don't you understand, Tony? These are the thoughts I have literally <laughs> every moment of every single day. So, okay. So this is what I kind of wanted to talk about tonight. You host a podcast. <laughs> I it's do. Called, I just... It's called the Nerd of Godcast, available <laughs> across all platforms, right? Oh, no, that's my show. <laughs> the Christian Nerd. I've been listening to the Christian Nerd since you guys started. So so, so seven years. Wow. Good Lord. I know. That is a long time to be doing a podcast. Wow, you've known Scott almost as long as you've known me. Yes, but we were like... We we didn't become like like conversational probably until the next year, twenty sixteen of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, that's right. So 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 we're coming up on next year. Will be the seventh year of our friendship. Look at that man! It's the year down watching the Super Bowl. Seven years of friendship. We are we are like this man. Uh, So I've been listening to your podcast for a long time, and you have covered so many different i mean different things it was a different formatted show when when i first started listening yes on kind of going back and forth but now you just kind of go across you have you have your mild marker moments i mean you you do your lists segments yeah all that stuff uh your tv moments uh nerd news tv all the stuff so there's there's gushing about the eternals because i liked it you know all the (laughs) all the things the people in it were very pretty uh and and the movie was very vapid so that's perfect for a californian But but you have the ability to just kind of talk about, and I think this is one of the big appeals of listening to the Christian nerd. You have the ability to to just kind of talk about whatever comes across your mind. Yeah, this is your kind of uh, you know pick dump of just thoughts and and uh, you know feelings and and experiences. Um, I, I, that's one of the things that I find the most fascinating about your show is that you can just kind of back up the truck 
and hey, I had a great week or hey, I had a terrible week or hey, have you ever wondered about this or does anybody else deal with this? And it's it's very relatable because a lot of times you're going, you know, I'm listening, I'm going, yes, yes, yes. And one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things to do, and, and you do this to me, so it reminds me how much I love it. I'll put a podcast out and then you'll just text me responses uh-huh. to things from the show. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. we're having a whole, this, this this time delayed conversation. A lot of times I'll be like, I need context for whatever you just said. Yeah, what are you talking about? I recorded this last Thursday night. <laughs> I was very tired and I was angry at Steve and I have no idea what you were talking about. My Literally. mind was filled with rage in that moment. Literally, exactly every time. And then like going back to like, old episodes like hey remember this thing you said six years ago yeah no idiot i do not remember that thing i I don't i don't remember what i had for lunch yesterday man like what in the world so but but like we we just kind of talk about the things we 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 unload about all the different things that are sort of like real you talk about like hey this is what goes through our mind this is what's on our mind i think it's really great to have uh you you know you started out as a blog but to have a place where you can sort of bring my thoughts. These are my my random thoughts. These are my musings, my uh, verbal sketches. Um, what 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 do you remember as being sort of like your your motivation for podcasting or your your reason for kind of starting the blog or starting to get into these things? Oh man, that is a big question. So the Christianer started in January 2011 as a blog, and I I'd, I'd had a blog before that called nothing new under the sun where i just sort of blogged about random topics throughout the week it was like music monday leadership tuesday something nobody cared about wednesday wait was and it literally like, called something nobody cared about wednesday Nah, i just can't remember what it was called but it was like well, all these a really brilliant thing to do yeah that's true that, that coming next week to the christian nerd um and <laughs> so i just so it was really so i, I graduated seminary and I wanted to stay in the habit of regularly writing just to keep that skill up to have that practice. And so I started this blog and it was inconsistent at best. And then I got married and I thought I really want to do something like, and so I thought, what can I write about every day? Cause I wanted to be consistent. I wanted to write Monday through Friday every day with something new to say. And so I started because I really just wanted to stay in the habit of writing. Like that's really what it was. That's when I started the blog. And then I wrote a post basically every day for five and a half years I think, you know, over 2000 posts at the Christian nerd. Uh, and then podcasting was a thing. And I had my friend Ron like, hey, and he was really pushing to start the podcast. So we did it together and it was great. And that format was kind of like your show, a long format, an hour long, talking about different stuff, having a conversation. Um, and then when Ron left the show and I rebooted it, it really just became an extension of kind of blog, but also just kind of my my life and your dream journal. My yeah, my dream. I think one of the biggest things was when I was in seminary, I had a preaching class, and I, you know, you just get up and you give these sermons. It's a very static environment. It's a classroom, so it's whatever, um, very um, sanitary. Just like go to get us up, and you know, so I preached like I would preach for youth group, and mm-hmm. I would use a lot of story, like personal stories. And so they said, like the feedback I got from the class from my professor you use too many personal stories. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I learned in seminary. I use too many personal stories while preaching. And then my, my senior pastor, I, I graduated from seminary, started working at my church. My senior pastor started giving me more opportunities to preach in big church. And the first couple of times he was like, you need to tell more personal stories in the classroom <laughs> at seminary. It makes sense not to have personal stories because it's a classroom. But I mean, you know, obviously Tony from being in a church and Lise Marty going to church, right? Like mm-hmm. there has to be personal stories in a, a, 
a pastor's sermons because it's a relationship between the pastor and the congregation. Like the best way with her, the congregation to get to know the preacher on like a wide, large scale is to share stories about this is what I struggle with. This is what it's like with my kids. This is what it's like in my life. And so I started doing that in my sermons. And then when I started podcasting by myself, like, I think that I spent probably a decade of my life pretending to be somebody I wasn't. I'm like, oh, I'm this outgoing person who's super into talking to people and like, uh, and I was dying on the inside. And so then I flipped the switch like, look, I'm an introverted nerd, but I really love Jesus and I want to help people. Mm-hmm. And so I think the best way that I could do that was just communicating authenticity in literally everything. Right. And so if I'm talking about have like having a fear of lizard people sacrificing our tech, yeah, I'm going to talk about that because what is it in my brain that literally, no joke, <laughs> literally the first, there's weird noises. Not like, oh, something's going on. The first thought was lizard people sacrificing. <laughs> like, what? what is it about my brain? And then like, okay, I know that's not real. I know they're not lizard people. I downgraded to, okay, we've just allowed this cult to come in. They're not lizard people. They're just humans. <laughs> they're regular they're people. They're regular people, but the they're sacrificing guy. our sound guy. Um. What is it about it that my brain does that? And then talking about that into this red microphone, uh, I was just on the Infinity Bros podcast and Max was saying, you know, a $20 a month subscription to Libsyn is a lot cheaper than therapy. And that's kind of what my podcast <laughs> has turned into. And so I think the greatest oh, compliment I've received. That's exactly what it is. The greatest compliment I received from, I think I had, I had my sister on my show years ago and they were in Boston. And then we did a Christian nerd meetup in Vegas with Carrie and Josh and Steven and a, and a bunch of listeners that we share. And the greatest compliment they shared with me was that I was the exact same person in real life that I was on the show, that there wasn't any like gap, like it's just the same person. So that, I I wore that as a badge of honor mm-hmm. that to be the same authentic person that I am when I'm talking to this microphone, it's really just the same person in real life. And, and you know me, Tony, you've, you've met me, like yeah. we've hung out a lot that there's not a big gap. Like who I am on my show, all the things I talk about, all the uh, idiosyncrasies and neuroses that I have on my show, those, I can't help but those come out in real life because it's just who I am. Checks out. It all checks out. It checks out. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think it was an intentional decision to be honest with in anything that I create, blog, preaching, podcast, I need to be authentically myself because that's going to help me connect with more people, mm-hmm. which will give me a greater ability to to speak truth and hopefully uh cultivate the ground for the Holy Spirit to change somebody's life. Yeah. I I feel like there's I don't know, I I have a, a performance pressure. Like sometimes I mm-hmm. feel like I I've got to be funny mm-hmm. um, and i don't i don't know that i i work hard to manufacture comedy this is probably less podcast and more preaching like i don't want i don't sit and write jokes you know yeah. I do, i'll make a note if i think something funny or whimsical or interesting happens uh because i think that my observations a lot of times i'll see god in the world around me you know we went to a um uh, an air show over the weekend and man saw these just fighter jets just over our head. And it was just loud rumbly. I mean, it just, Oh my goodness. You just feel everything turn loose inside of you. It's just so powerful and so intimidating. You're like, I just crap my pants. That I just plane crap so my loud. pants. America, you know, 40, <laughs> 47,000 pounds of thrust in this engine, this plane that can go, you know, Mach five, you know, just it, it's flying, you know, 500 feet above you. And it's just, Whoa, it's rumble. 
And as I was watching these planes go up, and I talked about this e- even briefly this morning in church, um, I, I happened to notice this really vibrant, colorful butterfly that was mm. just flying up in the sky as well. And I'm like, look at how much effort, how much manpower, how much brilliance, how much craftsmanship, how much aerodynamics and science went into building this big $2 million jet. And this butterfly is doing the same thing, just effortlessly, just chill, just easy. And I think that sometimes I feel like, boy, you got to put, you know, the thrust, mm. into it. you got to put the the design into it. You have to really make this powerful thing to put it out there when it's kind of like, no, sometimes you, if you just throttle back and, and be, be just genuine, you can find that you get the same results with a lot less effort. Yeah. And uh, like for me, I, 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 that was, that, that was an observation I had. So I kind of made a note of it. I shared that. That's how I share the gospel. It's a, it's a very observational uh, gospel. And sometimes what's the that, deal with these butterflies? <laughs> what's the deal with airplane food? Why? <laughs> How come the chicken has black lines on it? Do I really think someone's up at the front of the plane grilling the chicken? Um, I, I, I try to I, I try to use humor a lot. I think humor is a great yeah. equalizer. But then I feel like when I do that, people create this expectation mm. of me. Like I'm I'm Marlin from Nemo. It's like, oh, you're a clownfish, huh? Yeah, 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 funny. yeah. For you know, sure. People, people say to to my wife all the time, Sheena, they're like, oh, he must have you laughing all the time. And, and she just rolls the F out of her eyes, right? She's just like, no, not at all. That's my no. wife, man. My wife doesn't think I'm funny at all. She will not. <laughs> if she thinks I said something funny, she will go out of her way not to smile because she knows <laughs> I eat that up. <laughs> and it is not good. It is not good for my soul and my humility if my wife thinks I'm funny. So oh. she won't. She won't. She sells nothing. She's like freaking <laughs> Bret Hart. Sells nothing. Sells nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes me feel better then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that I, I have this pressure. Like there'll be moments when uh, I'll I'll bring a message and I'll, I'll preach a message and I'll I'll feel a tremendous amount of conviction for what I'm saying. I feel like what I'm mm-hmm. saying is articulated well. Yeah, but I'll feel like uh, I I didn't get the reaction that mm. that you know like people didn't laugh or that it didn't feel funny. I'll even catch myself sometimes even apologizing while I'm preaching. It's like, look, I'm sorry. I know this isn't funny, but mm. uh, this is and and it's like that's my my deal is I have a harder time sort of um, unpacking or I have a hard a harder time sort of taking the layers off a little bit yeah. and just sort of being as transparent as you do where where you have gotten to the point where you can do it uh what, what in a way that appears to be effortless um for me that's that's a harder thing and, 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 I, and i'm so bad about it because i feel like that's genuinely who i am I, my mom yeah. always used to tell me when i was little she's like you're going to be a politician or a comedian mm. uh, just because that's how i've always i've always rolled and, and i went into ministry which i think is the greatest crossover of both yeah, of it's kind of the same it's kind of the same of both both worlds yeah, no, I feel that on the on the on the comedy, the jokes, right? Because if if you're preaching and somebody is really focused on what you're saying and they're really mulling it over in their heart and their mind, you can't tell that from the pulpit. Mm-mm. If somebody's really thinking about what you're saying, if God is working in somebody's heart, you cannot tell that from the pulpit. But you tell a joke, immediate response. Immediately. Yeah, and it it just gives you that drop of dopamine, like oh they're listening to me, and so <laughs> I I have to fight that right every time I'm preaching, like with with students in big church, I still call it big church, you know, like <laughs> wherever it's at, like I have to fight that because I know 
I know that's an, and I'm not projecting this on you, this for myself, like it's an, it's an insecurity myself to need that immediate response. And so I'm trying to make it about people responding to my joke versus making about people responding to what the Lord is doing in their life, because I cannot tell what the Lord is doing in somebody's life and that's okay. And I just need to trust that the preparation I've done is God's going to use that to speak into somebody's life versus it's kind of like Abraham when he, you know, when he hooked up with uh Hagar. Hagar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump over the thing that God wants to to make it in my own hands. So I'm gonna jump over the work that God wants to do and just crack this joke because that'll make me feel better hmm. versus creating an environment for for God to work in somebody's heart. So I I totally get that because man, like it's like I did it last time I preached. Like you just get on a roll, right? You get into you get into stand-up comedian mode and like people are just going and like yeah it feels good. Oh I love it the best and and so then so then what do we do in our spare time we go and we create podcast content where you can't hear anybody listening you don't know if anybody is listening (laughs) much less how they're reacting yeah it's like Like, i don't know i thought that was funny but then like you know that's also part of it too right like i just shared on my episode that i'll post on halloween like you know like i look at my stats my download stats obsessively and I don't have a lot of downloads, but like, it's just fun to track and see how it's going. And like, I'm on track. I think October is going to be my best month ever. Oh, wow. Which great. is crazy, right? Like, and I didn't do it. Like I was consistent. I posted every Monday and Friday through the month of October, which I think helps. But also like when there's a giant spike of like 200 downloads on a random Tuesday. Yeah. Well, that's because somebody new found my podcast and they yeah. downloaded a bunch of episodes. And so yeah. the fact that that happened a couple months, it's like, oh, hey, there's new people out there listening that like that. That's cool. I enjoy that. But yeah, there's no immediate response other than somebody saying, hey, thanks for that. Or, hey, you said this thing, which really inspired me or convicted me. And I think, you know, hopefully I can have the same attitude when preaching as I do in podcasting, where in podcasting, it's like talking to this microphone in this dark room and then just goes out to the Internet. Yeah, it's kind of how we should have in in preaching, right? Like, I'm just going to prepare the sermon and just trust that God will do something for it. And I think that going back to your analogy of the, the fighter jet and the butterfly, right? Like <clears throat> I appreciate like, you know, like I know you do like the ingenuity of humanity to create this $2 million machine that can break the sound barrier. Yeah. Like that's spectacular. That's a lot of effort put in on humanity's part, but it only works because of physics. It's only, it only works because of the natural order that God has created. The rules of the God. Yeah. Set in place. Yeah. And so for preaching, it's the same thing. I'm going to put in $2 million worth of effort for a sermon but I can trust that all everything that else that God put in place, he's going to do his part that I have. I, I aeronautic engineers have zero effect over physics. They only do their part and then trust that physics is going to do the rest. Right. Two million dollars worth of effort than to trust physics. I'm going to do, you know, 20, 30 hours worth of effort into the sermon and then trust that God is going to take care of the rest. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with that. I think that's that's so key to it because. Uh, we can sometimes we create a product and then we fool ourselves into thinking that we've created a product when there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. It would be a great name, by the way, for a blog. Um, (laughs) You can still find it if you go to scotthega.blogspot.com. You can find (laughs) nothing new under the sun. It was on (laughs) livejournal.hotmail.net. It was actually on GeoCities. It was great. At least Maddie doesn't get that joke. She's way too young. No, she's a baby. Also, is she asleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Two old dudes talking about preaching. <laughs> 
it's okay she does it every week while i'm preaching it's fine <laughs> oh my gosh no joke we used to have like an eight o'clock service and it was just old people and bless their hearts like you say bless their hearts like their the heart. same lady would sit in the front row every week and you could literally hear her snoring Aww. from the pulpit and it's like oh bless her heart man she just bless she just her heart Hopefully think, she's dreaming about the sermon. I don't dream, know. I'll, I'll place that in the things. Lord's hand is, hands as well. Lord, give her sweet dreams and visions of, of your goodness. Yeah, I, I just, um, I think one of the things that aside, oh, aside from um, the the content that we create, forgive the, the term, the, the yeah. content that we create, I think the, um, what really kind of ties it all together is the community that builds oh, over. for sure. You know, we preach a message and it's a shared experience for the people and hopefully they take it and put it into action. But what really changes people's lives is that then they take that and they move forward. And that's even one of the things that I've discovered with the podcast uh, in over the past year, we've been so busy with the church that our, our the frequency, the consistency with which we create content has probably staggered. It's, it's slower than it's ever been. But what I'm also seeing is that more people are coming into community with us and, and, and mm. actually connecting and and serving one another, ministering to each other, praying mm. for each other, getting um developing relationships and friendships that are that you can't just do in the context of me and Lismati and Steven and Neff talking about whatever and somebody yeah. casually sitting by and listening. And I think that's that's one of the things that encourages me the most right now is to see that it's not limited to the things that I can drum up or dream yeah. up. Um, it, it really does go beyond that. So um, I, I want to create that. Like, let's all come together and we'll talk about this thing. But then the real thing comes afterwards when we get together and talk about the thing Yeah, and not just listen to me talk about the thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, I would have probably given up on the Christian nerd years ago if it like even blogging, like I met, I met you. No, I met you after the podcast. Like I met, um, my friend Jeremy, who we've talked about, he he's a screenwriter, right? Lives in LA, does a bunch of stuff. He just wrote the new Super Sons DC animated movie. Check it out by wherever uh, you can buy movies, right? Like I met him. Like we met at Oliveira Street in downtown Los Angeles and had rolled tacos because I think he literally found my blog in the second month. In February of 2011, this guy found my blog and I just texted him today. I said, hey, man, James Gunn is in charge of the DCU. You should be his friend so he can let you do a bunch of stuff, right? Like, and I pray for him. I've seen him grow up. Like, that's that's amazing. This guy, Mike, from um, the Gospel According to Star Trek. Like, he commented on my blog posts all the time. And now, like, we're internet friends. Like, you, Lise Mati. Like, I got to fly to Florida and meet all of you. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. And, and you've got your Facebook. You've got your Nog group. I've got the Octagon. The fact that, you know, like, two Canadians flew from Canada to the United States because of something I created because of a relationship that we have. And the fact that all like five of us hung out and it was just normal. There One of no... us are going to be at the other one's funeral. Apparently. Exactly. We're going to be officiating it <laughs> and just not in California. Cause Lisa Marty is going to bring Har the harbinger of the end of times, right? Like right. all like it's crazy. And like these, these are people that I pray for that, yeah. You know, like they've admitted they're more open and honest in our Slack group than they are with their real life friends because it's such a safe space to be vulnerable. And, yeah. and that's what I take pride in. And I think because I'm so vulnerable on my show, 
it gives people that permission to be that vulnerable in our community. And I don't take that for granted. And I know that's a God given thing because I was not a vulnerable person growing up, but I think I, I get to set that tone and what would then, which then helps us get to a real place of community where we're sharing like, Hey man, like this is tough and this sucks. This is my marriage. These are my kids. These, this is my anxiety that I'm wrestling with. Right. Um, And that's been really powerful. So you're, you're totally right. The community is the thing that does it like, Oh my gosh, like James Gunn's in charge of DC. Pfft, who cares? Right. Like it doesn't matter. But what matters is that because I talk about that, there's this community and I can pray for somebody who's in a really, who's in real need of it. Because I think that's I even the difference between relationship. We watched the movie, the Prince of Egypt the other night. Neff just called, he, he texted me and said, Hey, can I come watch Prince of Egypt at your house tonight? You can say no, but also say yes. <laughs> okay so i i said sure man why not so neff came over and then he invited like eight other people to come over and it was we watched the prince of egypt and i was as i was watching it i started getting like a little misty and i thought like you know i'm watching this animated movie about this religious story about this ancient tale and here's this man talking to god and i'm going uh, that guy though like that, that like god in this movie i know him and more importantly, he knows me. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the difference between watching a story on a screen or hearing about a, a message from a pulpit is the, the religion that transcends to relationship of knowing and being known. And that's knowing God and knowing that God knows you and then knowing and being known by the people that we're in community with. And it's so mm-hmm. important. I mean, I know my Patreon sponsors, you know, your, your Patreon fans, which you can visit patreon.com slash the Christian nerd, patreon.com slash nerd God And you can be a part of the financial blessing of our shows. Thank you so much. Uh, help keep us on the air, help keep Scott in comic books. Uh, it's very important to us, dude, my comic book shop, like two weeks ago, they posted that somebody tried breaking in the back door oh. and they couldn't get in. And then the next week, they just broke the giant glass window in front of the store to break into it. Our comic shop had someone break in through the roof like they were lowering a paralytic. <laughs> Crazy. Tough times in the in the comic book industry. Well, Scotty, we are we are out of time tonight. And um, I, I just I, I'm so thankful for you, man. You really are uh, one of the greatest friends in my life, man. And one of the people that I can be as unguarded and, and transparent as I can be with it. And that, that's not something I take for granted. Ministry can be very lonely. So I really, yeah, no, it's been, I like no joke. It's been great. So I, I mentioned we have this new assistant that I'm working with. I'm training her and developing her. And we talked about mentoring, right. And I had a professor in college in seminary named Bobby Clinton, huge guy on mentorship and leadership. And he talks about like vertical mentoring, right, right. There's people who are pouring into me, then the people I'm pouring into. Then you have like lateral mentors. You have people, but there's lateral mentors, there's interior, like in your organization, and then there's the external ones. And I I like highlighted for her, you need to have people who are at the same kind of general place as you, but mm-hmm. outside your organization. Yeah. Because there are some things I cannot take to my coworkers, mm-hmm. but I can take them to you. And so I'm so thankful for you, Tony, that you're that little pressure release valves that i mean you know some stuff i've been going through where i'm just like i need i can't i literally cannot talk to anybody that i yeah. work with that i know i need to talk to somebody who is three thousand miles away doesn't know anybody that i know and literally just wants what's best for me and not just what's best for me but you want what the lord wants for me and so i'm so so grateful for you and your friendship in that I appreciate that, man. Likewise. But if you're part of the CBC Rancho community and you would like to know what Scott's going through, uh, hit me up and uh, I'll see. <laughs> everybody's got a price. Um, wow. 
Scotty, I love I th- you. Man. I thought this was a safe space, but no, now I'm no, questioning. It's over. it's over. Safety uh, has a price. This was the long con. <laughs> Scott, where can people find you on the internet, man? Uh, go to thechristianer.com. You'll find all my stuff. All his stuff. We love you, man. Thank you for being part of our community and our family. Absolutely. At least Mati loves you, even though she's currently sleeping. I love you, Lise Mati. Literally, it was so great meeting you and your sister. Highlight of my May. Highlight of the year. I forgot that that happened. It's been a long time. Six months. Yeah, we're doing it again. So go ahead and uh, pack your bags, baby. Go to MegaCon at the end of March in Orlando. Go support the Nerd of Godcast at MegaCon. Buy their stickers. Help them out. It's the best. We love you, man. Good night, Scott Higa. Good night, Tony Talavera. Good night, Internet. <laughs> we ain't got to go home, but we can't stay. We can't stay here. Did you say that when you were a kid? No, no, that sounds that deeply personal. Donald good. Duck picked his butt all the way to Pizza Hut. How many fingers did he use? It's like Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Who sang this song to you? Joke's on you. Donald Duck doesn't have and fingers. have you told an adult about it? <laughs> Help, I just did. <laughs>